just me. A place to be me, where you get to experience life. Life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain. All right, and welcome everyone today. Today is an exciting day. We get to talk about intimacy. Intimacy, as we continue to talk about love, this topic is a hot topic. And we just found out that most people don't even know about intimacy. We, we hear the word intimacy and we immediately jump to sex. But we're going to have some dialogue today and hopefully open your mind and to explore the difference between intimacy and sex. So today we got myself, Tracy, and Sasha, and Sharina, and it's just us and just you and it's just me. So we're going to talk about intimacy and what is intimacy from the eyes or the ears or the minds of Sasha and Sharina. What's intimacy to you? For me, when I think about intimacy, it's um, closeness, friendship. You're, you're familiar with that person. Okay. Sasha, anything, anything different? Yeah. When we first said that we were going to talk about these, this topic, intimacy versus sex, I had this very one-track mind of, okay, it, intimacy falls in line with sex and sex falls in line with intimacy. But after doing some more digging, intimacy, what I'm understanding it to be is just the vulnerability, the feeling of comfort with another person. It doesn't have to be a sexual partner. It can be a friendship. So that intimacy of feeling comfortable enough to feel vulnerable and let yourself fall emotionally or um, financially or spiritually. So giving your openness, sharing that part of your life that you are most vulnerable at. Yeah, I like I like that. Ms. Smith, you said we have the word vulnerability and just being willing to change or, or fear. Not, I won't say fear, like being open. And yeah. people, people are so scared to be open or being vulnerable at this time. So I remember being asked, and I even asked my daughters, like, when they dating, like, you ask that question, have you been intimate yet? And when you say that, the first thing you're really asking, like, did you have sex yet? But intimacy and sex are totally two different things. Can you have sex without being intimate? Yes. yes. Okay. So, so <laughs> how, 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 how is that different? It's the sex is just the act of going through that. Whatever that touch is, it could be the penetration, it could be the oral, it could be anything, that act of having sex. Okay. And it doesn't have to have that emotion attached to it. It doesn't have to have that vulnerability. You're just going through that motion of having, doing that performance. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because some people can just pay for sex. You can just pay for sex. Yeah. So it's not something that you could, you know, people build upon. So they pay for a one night stand, one one night stand, and also some people, even though it's not the right thing to do, they take it from people without consent. Okay, yeah. so basically, sex is just a physical act, a physical act. Yeah, and 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 then when you look at intimacy, intimacy has that closeness. Yeah, you feel free with that person. Free, yeah, a sense of connection with them. So I know, I know for me, like oftentimes dealing with couples, like they're in a marriage or a relationship and they have sex, but they say it's no intimacy, but we have sex every day. So there is a clear distinction between sex 
and intimacy. So we're going to we're going to explore five different levels or when you hear the word intimacy, the concepts of intimacy. The first one is emotional intimacy. What is emotional intimacy? Well, when it comes to emotional intimacy, it's like, you know, closest to closeness to another person, you know, sharing personal feelings with them. You and them talking about different types of expectations and understanding. Okay. You know, sometimes when it comes to emotional intimacy, it's sharing a secret with someone. So that's how I see emotional intimacy. And that's without sex. Yes, and that's what, without sex. Yeah. So you can be involved with someone and still feel emotionally detached. Yeah. And then you can be emotionally connected. And it's a difference in even how you move and operate within that relationship. So if you think back to, um, let's see, an ex, that's why they're an ex, because they didn't meet some of these things. You, yes. It's easy to identify how I was not connected emotionally. But like, well, what happened? Oh, we didn't see eye to eye, or he didn't make me feel a certain way, or she didn't make me feel a certain way. And that's that emotional connection that is lacking. So in a healthy relationship, you want to make sure that you are connected because that's what intimacy is, connection, emotionally. So if you're in the field of your marketing, you're out there looking, make sure that's one of the things that you're making sure you see in that other person is an emotional connection, not just a physical attraction, but you want to be able to connect emotionally with that person as well. And also with this emotional intimacy, you got to have communication. Mm. You know, yep. we discussed that on, on our previous um, podcast. Expectations of understanding as it relates to, you know, what our goals are. Okay. And clear communication because that helps with that emotional connection. So so we, we throw that word like feelings and emotion around a lot in our field, right? So if I am or consider myself an emotional person <laughs> and you're not an emotional person, you're kind of like quiet in the corner, how do that? Because we hear that thing like opposites attract. In dealing with an emotional person, a person that carries, you know, shows that operates in emotion all the time. Is it challenging to get connected with someone that's an emotional person opposed to someone that kind of hides their emotion? I think that it can be, but also recognizing what, how your, your partner operates. So... And I have a love-hate relationship for that um, <laughs> concept of emotional person because okay. everyone has emotions. It's just how we display them or, okay. you know, present them to, some, to present them to somebody else. So if I am, people know when I'm excited. I am like talking in a high elevated voice and I am just, you know, warm hugs and everyone knows that, okay, Sasha's really happy. Cool. But then also it can be when I'm sad or angry, I tend to resort to myself. So when it comes to being an emotional person, I externalize my emotions a lot. So, but which is okay, that may not be the same that my partner does. And so recognizing that and understanding that my partner needs to kind of understand how I'm operating and vice versa. If my partner needs to deescalate when he comes home from work, I need to be aware that I need to give him time. Okay. 
before I want all of my emotions to be addressed or shared with my partner. And so that's where it can, if you're not lining up, it right. definitely can be a challenge. So that's an, a, so that is an emotional connection too, by you giving him time mm -hmm. because you understand emotionally, he's not there yet to deal with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So really, as we said before, making sure that you understand that partner. And, and that, and that's the word that the, the theme is that understanding. If, if we can allow each other to be free with our emotions, Without judgment, correct. Without you know, oh, you shouldn't. You know. <laughs> that to find someone that you can connect like that—that's an amazing experience. Because I say I, I can just go back and look at relationships where you wasn't. You know, I, you can't be free. Mm -hmm. And like you know, that's what we talk about here in just me—a place to be free. And if you're in a relationship where you can be the authentic you, that's a good feeling opposed to making all these changes and stuff. So uh, when it comes to intimacy, emotional connection is one of the key importance for intimacy. The next area is intellectual intimacy. Mm. Intellectual intimacy. That even sounds smart. So <laughs> so so how do you how do you define or how would you express intellectual intellectual intimacy? You know, that is a good thing to have in your relationship. <laughs> Because it's when two people stimulate and enrich each other's mind mm. for a stable and healthy love environment. Are you able to do that with a de degree? Like I got a doctorate and uh, my husband got a GED? Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yes. Talk to me then. Talk to me. It don't, it ain't matter what school you went to graduated from. No, okay. you, you and that person come together. You share ideals and thoughts and you all on the same page as it relates to what those ideals are. But then you all may not, on the flip side, you all may not be on the same page, but, you know, you're trying to work together to get to the same page. Okay. You know, uh, and it takes some, it takes the relationship to another level, too, mm -hmm. as it relates to different types of goals and expectations that you all have. I think okay. it's something that's greatly, well, for me. Okay. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a, a must-have. Yeah, a tank clear. Okay. And so, so can you can you look back into past relationships that were missing that that intellectual intimacy and what, how much of a turnoff was it? It was a well, it wasn't really a turnoff for me because I was able to switch to other people okay. to get that intellectual intimacy. So basically, even though those other people were not my partners, okay, in the relationship. I was able to get that from other people outside of the relationship. So that outweighed other areas of intimacy because okay. I had the emotional and I know we're going to talk about spiritual late, um, later, but the intellectual was not there. So I was able to get that from other supports outside of the relationship. So one thing we under, we had to understand is you got to find balance. Okay. So balance. If you don't get, if you don't receive all the intimacy levels within the relationships, you can get support on the outside. Okay. And it doesn't have to be infidelity. That's where we get it wrong at. Right. So I you see what you op you opened up another door, so we're about to walk up in it, right? <laughs> so you you'll be amazed at you know, you don't talk about intimacy and again we, we kinda opened up saying intimacy and sex, most of the time people kinda get them thinking they're the same thing when they're not. And you'll be amazed to look at your relationship now and kind of find out do I have, we just talked about 
like the closeness mm-hmm. do I have this intellectual? And as we go through some more, to have all of it and not even knowing that you have it is a good thing. But then when you realize, well, I really want to be with someone that, you know, we got that same kind of mind, we connect. We connect physically, we connect spiritually. And it's okay to, like you set those boundaries in relationship that that's what you're going after. But then when you just look at the one that you're in, you can develop it even more and make it grow because, wow, I got all of this. But you know what? Let's start stimulating each other's mind because we do good in the bed. When we have a conversation, it's like, let me call a friend. But I should be able to talk to my partner. So so intimacy, we talked about closeness. We talking about this mind connection too. Because it's something that if you can stimulate my mind, mm-mm-mm. who knows what else will follow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the next area is experiential intimacy. That sounds like a big word. And it, it kind of gives you a good clue because it's out of your experience. Yes. That quality time, that connection. You know, a lot of times in relationships, like you have some people that do everything together, but you have some like my husband hunts and I don't like to hunt. He fish. I don't like the fish. Well, how can y'all connect if y'all don't got nothing in common? It's challenging. And then you find them spending more time with this person. And then, you know, that jealous bug can come up. Well, you spend so much time with so-and-so. Make some adjustments and try to get that connection and on it through experience. And that's when you do things to create those moments. And then as we go a little bit further, because when you can go back and reflect on those moments in a rough time, it can bring you back together like we're separated. But let's talk about this plant. What did we do to get this plant? You remember that? That's right. And the whole atmosphere of your day, your mood, everything changes. And you can come close again just by reflecting on something that y'all shared in the past that might, even if it was something bad, look how we got through it. And when you can connect on our experience, that's, that's something because I can't talk about everything. With everybody. But that one thing that just me and you share, wow, watch watch that connected when they all doing all of this. So we get close. We get our mind stimulated. And we got some things that we did together that nobody else has done before. Mm-hmm. Look how close we are. And that and that's what we want in a relationship. We don't want to be roommates. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and after years and years when you say, Oh, we just fell apart, we lost interest. We get to create and keep things going so those things don't happen. So let's keep love happening. Keep it alive. Let's get close. Stay connected with our minds and through experience. Yeah. Any Anything y'all have else on? So when it comes to our relationship now, experiences really keep us together. We lost um, five children early on within our marriages. So whenever I get frustrated with them, I may always go back to that. And I was like, if we were able to really endure those challenges and stay together through that, then we can continue to move forward together. So I definitely keep those experiences on the forefront of my mind, especially past experiences, because I also always look at, you know, the interventions that we utilize to get us through those past experiences and utilize them now in the present. So experiences are definitely needed within relationships to help keep it going. And you, you keep saying that word, um, help. 
And so just from, from, a, from a spiritual standpoint, we're going to get into spiritual intimacy here in a few, that, that connection from us to be able to like join in one-on-one, hand-in-hand, and just be able to say like, okay, I can help you through this moment from something that we went through. Even though it was bad, I'm here to help nurture, and we're helpmates for one another. And again, you know, somebody that I know, you know, even though they're a friend, they didn't have that same experience that me and my partner has. And that's what keeps us connected in that, like Ms. Smith shared about the loss of children. You know, we all don't have that experience, but the ones that do, you can take your partner and y'all can still come together to see how y'all was able to stand strong even through pain, and that's intimacy. That's how we remain close. So it's not sex. No sex is involved, but the closeness and the love and the safeness that you find within the relationship, that's what we're looking for when we talk about intimacy. And you know what I do um, in therapy with my consumers is I said, you know, don't discount those bad experiences. Those those experiences are very, very important. Really process those experiences together because though they are the foundation of your relationship mm-hmm. if you can get through them. So people look that look at the bad and just want to leave, but no, I think that people need to really invest in those those bad experiences together. Cause because you, you actually develop a strength. There you and, go. and you you're walking away from a strength and you you use your strength to help strengthen you. <laughs> you know, if you know you can hold on to this, hold on to it. Why why are you gonna walk around limping? You know, or needing hold on to it because that's what it's there for for you for that support. And I think one thing that kind of ties into experiential intimacy is that emotional as well. Because when you share the bond, when you share an activity with someone or an experience with someone, you're also unintentionally sharing vulnerable emotions. Mm-hmm. So those two, I can see going hand in hand, whether it be a situation that created a lot of trauma or upsetting feelings, or mm-hmm. whether it created that feeling of euphoria and like, oh my goodness, I never experienced that. And I am able to say that I was scared or I was fearful, but doing this activity, for example, if someone doesn't like heights and them and their partner go rock climbing or skydiving, Wow, I just shared this emotional connection. I was scared, but I did it with you. And that made that experience that much more intimate is because I was able to share my vulnerability with you with this leisure activity, but then also emotionally. Mm -hmm. Oh, you just took me back to ziplining at the zoo in California. And oh, that zoo, you get the zip line like over the zoo. So underneath me was like lions, tigers, and bears, like for real. And I was with my daughter, with her friends, and I was like shaking in my boots. I, w- I wanted to go down the hill, and she was looking at me like, Mommy, don't punk out on me, please. <laughs> and I was like, I got to go. But I can just see it in her eyes, and I, it took a whole lot of me, but I got connected to that little rope. <laughs> And I hollered all the way down and they were like, she's going to scare the animals. But when I got down there, my daughter had already went first. And for us to have that moment, because I was like feared, but we connected like 
And now I challenge her when she goes through things. I, I remind her, remember how scared I was? And I, I push my way through. And she'd be like, yeah, like you did it. I can do it. And it brings up. So even you just sharing that just took me to a place like, wow, that closeness that I got with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Again, sex not even involved. So intimacy is not even for a relationship that you have in, like, say, a, a husband or a partner. But it's with family, mm-hmm. friends, relationships, period. You should be seeking those type of things. Those are healthy relationships. And if you have people in your circle that are not providing um, at least one of these (laughs) things or, you know, check them. Check the people in your circle to make sure you're getting these type of things so you know that you have healthy relationships. So that that will also allow friendships to last longer Mm -hmm. because, you know, your friends are genuine. You know, and just start looking for these just different traits or challenges in the things that you have or even questions the ones that you've been scratching your head like, why this person? Why am I still talking to this person? Mm-hmm. They keep doing it over and over and over and over and over again. So intimacy goes beyond the bedroom, y'all. Beyond the bedroom. Beyond your mate, too. Beyond your mate. <laughs> You're talking about your daughter, yeah. friends, business partners. So, yeah, wow. I think we need to. Really look at it from a broader perspective because you need all these relationships to balance yourself out. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I'll ask the question now. Have you been intimate lately? Not have you had sex, but have you been intimate lately? Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. stimulated all the time. Yes. yes. Very much yes. intentional with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Intentional stimulation. And here we, we ain't talk about sex, y'all, so don't get it twisted. Mm-mm, no, I so imagine that. Yes, the whole skydiving that was twofold emotional and experiential. That was a connection, and I didn't realize it was such a connection until I got to the ground after you know jumping out of a plane. Um, <laughs> I recognized that I was safe, and that swarm of emotion was like, Wow, I have never been connected to somebody where I have shared my, my enough vulnerability to have this person, you know, create safety for me. Oh, so that's that a good was, one. Yeah, that was big. Create safety. Creating safety. And that's very important. And, and we kind of mentioned that in, a, in the beginning when the vulnerability, mm-hmm. you want to feel safe. Yep. yep. And intimacy, it should be a safe place. You should have that feeling of safety. And that's kind of like, oh, my goodness, we, we about to go. We about to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Spiritual intimacy. Spiritual intimacy. Now, how, how, how do we see that? Because everybody's not spiritual. Everyone has different views when it comes to spirituality. Mm-hmm. So how can you connect based on your spirituality? Like I say, because this is just me. And where you are is where you are. Who you are is who you are. So when you connect spiritually, say intimacy for me as, as a Christian, like when me and my husband can connect in prayer, when we can connect in worship, that's how we connect spiritually. We can go in for a walk in a park and, and be amazed by God's glory. That's spiritual intimacy, you know, and it's, it's not being in the church. It's, it's just being in awe of nature. Mm-hmm. Sitting down in, in the living room, you know, we just we just watching our fireplace just crackling, you know, it's a, it's a it's a moment that we can just connect spiritually because we it's not I won't say um 
It's like an out of body, out of body experience. But we're together, and we're just, we're just in awe, and we have the conversation. We're still communication shows up, and we're talking in amazement. So still to be able to connect that way, because if like at one time I didn't like the mountains, but now he was always loving the mountains. But he kept, I kept going. This is the part where I was saying you do stuff you don't even want to do, but I was going. And then I developed a love for the mountains because I start seeing like the tips of the mountains, like the snow-capped mountains for real in the Smoky Mountains. And it was just so beautiful to me now. And picking apples, we have apple stuff at, the, at jobs, but I would have not experienced that outside. You know, it's different just being, having that closeness with my, with my mate. So how do y'all see spiritual intimacy? I see it also with love, but also I see it as sur- acceptance and serenity. Mm. Really accepting your partner as who they are. Learning to meet them in the middle. Committing the time and understanding your partner's value and spirituality in the relationship. So I see it more of a soul connection. A soul connection, okay. Yeah. Okay. Connecting through the soul. Yeah. And that, and that's 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 deep. Yeah. That's deep. Because yeah. cause when when you think of what we're made of, like the the soul, what part the soul is is your existence. Like, you know, so to be able to connect with the oomph of you, like the real inner you. Yeah. Like for example, you and your husband are not, or you and your husband are not in the same space, but you get this connection that something is not right with them. So you mm-hmm. call them and say, hey, I got a feeling that something is not right. So that's a spiritual connection. Okay. Like really connecting, like I said, with the soul. Not something that you can physically see. And still no sex. Ain't no, no, no sex. Touching. Yeah, no touching. Uh-huh. But it's, it's, it, it's within. It's within. Yeah. I think for me, a good example of a spiritual um, intimacy, and it also kind of tying back into the leisure activity, mm-hmm. is just being able to work out with my partner. Mm-hmm. Because for me, that is an a release of stress, a release yeah. of challenging feelings. And so if I'm able to work out with my partner and he's able to be in sync with me or like, all right, come on, baby, you got one more, you got one more. Just that energy, being able to release it, for me, that's a spiritual connection. Hmm. And if I'm able to share that with my partner, honey. Yeah. So so you hear you hear the term, he or she is my soulmate. Mm-hmm. So would you associate if I made that remark, he's my soulmate, that that equals spiritual intimacy. That I I think I've arrived at spiritual intimacy. If I can make that statement, oh, that's my soulmate right there. That's my soulmate. Mm. I think it has some close ties. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, that doesn't mean that everything is going to line up as far as every check marks a box of intimacy. But I definitely feel like if you have that spiritual connection and emotional connection, you are ahead of the curve a little more when it comes to love, relationships and all of that fancy words that society has connected to a relationship. Mm-hmm. My soulmate. 
you know, they have a, those shows that like on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and the, I think it's one like you date in 30 days or 90 days, nine minutes, something like that. But real quick, it's like I found the love of my life like in a, almost like instantly. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I know that's my soul mate. Is it enough to be connected spiritually? Is that just enough? Can, do, do you do you need the other aspects of a connection to kind of like maintain or maneuver in a relationship? Absolutely. For me, yes. For me, absolutely. But what I look for is that my partner has most of them. Doesn't have to have all of them. But so I can get some of my intellectual intimacy from my friends as well people that I've gone to school with, Mm -hmm. that's okay. Sometimes I can get the financial intimacy from friends who I I value their opinion with different things and I'm able to be vulnerable with how my next move with my financial endeavors. But for me, that soulmate topic or that soulmate title needs to have at least most of those intimacy levels. Not all, but most of them. And so, so even when you're saying with the most, I um, also hear you saying like the rest can be developed or even what I have can be more developed. So you have an opportunity again to use that communication piece to kind of share with your partner the things that are working or say, which would be a, a strength. And this is where the area that we're weak in. And then we can start trying to help develop that area to help strengthen the relationship Absolutely. that we have. And I see the more we talk about the outside, you you bring it back into the inside within the relationship. So basically what you're saying is even though that even though we can receive these types of intimacies on the outside, make sure that we continue to try to bring them in. And I say that relationship. Yeah, I say that because a lot of times within a relationship that when people choose to cheat, they are looking for some of this because it's missing within the house. They got some of it, but I need this part. And I, you know, we, because we have relationships with other people and you say like, I can get this intellectual from this guy. I can get this um, emotional from this person. Opposed to having it with that partner that I'm saying I'm, I'm going this journey forward with. And I, I, I get it outside the house opposed to develop it inside the house. So when you started um, your last piece, that's why I said all of those things. I can hear you say like, they ain't got to have all of them. <laughs> but the ones we can develop. So development is key. And that's where growth is that you never, don't be afraid to grow wherever you are. It's okay. We can all grow from where we at. The way I love is not the way I loved five years ago mm-hmm. and I hope it's not the way I love five years from now because the more I know and the more I understand the the healthier and better that we that we get and they say through experience through that intimacy that it gets stronger and stronger and stronger and and that's my goal I and mean, everybody has different goals for their relationships and if you don't have a goal you need to set goals because you shouldn't just be in a relationship driving in the dark <laughs> y'all should be having a direction <laughs> you know so but but intimacy from emotional intellectual, experiential, and spiritual. It's like you would never even those things. 
It's the last one that intimacy jumps to, and that's the physical intimacy because we associate it with sex. So what is physical intimacy without sex? Closeness. Touch. 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 Holding hands, cuddling and kissing. You know, that's one of the five love languages. That's right. Physical touch. Physical touch. Some sort of physical um, activity. What you're expressing and receiving in a form of touch. So I can be close all day without having sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. As long as I have some physical intimacy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when you think of, for me, I think of some of those leisurely um, days when neither one of us has to go to work and we're just hanging out in the house. Mm-hmm. No makeup, no clothes, like the down to a T, like you just lounging, lounge pajamas, sweatpants. And one might offer to cook breakfast, the other one's watching TV. But the presence of that um, is a spiritual. But for me, it is. But then also, if we're just sitting down on the couch and we're sitting in each other's arms, just watching TV, that physical touch, that is enough of, for me, enough intimacy to also drive to the sex. Mm-hmm. So when we think about sexual intimacy, or I'm sorry, physical intimacy, we think about what does that person, what does our partner need in order to get that stimulation, get that sense of vulnerability and wanting to give myself to the other person? It was amazing, like when we were doing, um, just looking up some stuff to, to bring to the table to talk about with the physical touch, that when you actually touch, it releases hormones within the body. And it's those hormones that are those happy hormones, <laughs> like the, the ones that bond. And it's one, and I had to write it down because I don't know it, is oxytocin. Korea. They called it the bonding hormone. Yes. And we have a doula here. That's uh, Sharina. She's a doula. So when you have a baby and they want that skin to skin, that hormone is being released. So they're important. So imagine the warmth and comfortable that that baby feels when you laid upon that mama, that touch. Yeah. That, it, that's the intimacy. Mm-hmm. So if like so now I have that picture in my mind. So whenever I have to explain physical touch, I can say it's like that skin to skin. And that's not no penetration. Mm-mm. So that's how I can have, I can be intimate all day. So when it's time for the penetration, mm-hmm. I'm already, I'm in the mood. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's a little tidbit out to y'all, men and women, like we can make love all day <laughs> without touching. Mm-hmm. And, and that should, you should want to be intimate. That, that, that should be that, that, the goal, that, the intimacy, all, all the levels, whether it's emotional, spiritual, by, by touch, we should be striving to be more intimate within our relationships because that's what healthy relationships consist of. Wow. And no set, nobody pregnant, <laughs> no plan B, you know, no it's all good. Yeah. I mean, just by you talking about it now, I mean, I'm getting stimulating thinking about my husband because of, you know, the way you described it. Yeah. Like he's not here. But you, you, can go back, you can go my, back to them experience, yes. experiences. Wow. And my body is, you know, 
It's there now. So, so hubby, I hope you listening to this broadcast <laughs> because she got some cookies in the cookie jar. <laughs> it's intimacy, and that that's what we that's what we're talking about. So, and and all we have to do is is Miss Smith over here looking at me like, all right, Tracy, because I'll, I'll I'll tell y'all, it's it's okay to be free. Like I'm married. We haven't always had all of these areas, not even on a radar, you know, because the physical one, that's always there. That's like, it seems like that's the first one that seems to pop up. But when you get to learn about the spiritual part, that takes you to a whole nother level. Emotional, that one I struggled with in the beginning because of all of my, and people are scared to get intimate because of past hurts. Mm-hmm. And you, you're scared to become vulnerable again. And you miss out on so many opportunities of like love and happiness because of fear. And I just so happened this time I said it hasn't always been good, but we at a place now where we can share like the good, the bad and the ugly. Just be you, be free. And when you can find that person where you can be the authentic you, Oh my God, what a good feeling. You might have to go through a whole lot of, you know, if you're a woman, we say a whole lot of zeros before you find a hero. Mm. You know, you might have to go through a whole lot of frogs before you find a prince. Do what you have to do until you can, till you get to that place. Or say, if you're, if you, if you feel you found the person and things are not going right, just start, see if, let me work on some of these areas. See if I develop a little bit more closeness. It's easy to talk to somebody that you're close to. I can argue with you when I ain't close to you because I don't like you. Mm-hmm. But when you're close and I love you, it's, it's just a different way of how I talk. You know, it's not what I say, it's how I say it. So we, we can be intimate of, apart because I've been connected to you so long. It's okay for me to be gone for eight hours, two minutes and three seconds, <laughs> you know, but I can't wait to get back into your presence. And then when I'm there, Oh, let the love making begin. And but we can do that all day long. So have have y'all ever had the fear of being intimate? Mm-hmm. Yes. The vulnerability mm-hmm. for me, just with any type of intimacy. When I think about being emotionally intimate with friends and maybe there's something that I didn't completely feel okay with or comfortable with, and it's kind of bringing a damper on our relationship as friends, I can be very uncomfortable with wanting to share that information. And that is because I've had other issues in the past with friendships that have created that that limitation of vulnerability. So I don't want to make the same mistake twice. So for me, I close myself off. And I've recognized that over the past two years with a particular friendship, I tend to hold in my vulnerable emotions when I am with friends because I don't want to feel like I've given all of myself and then came out empty-handed. And also the fear of judgment, being judged by people. And also fear and engulfment, being controlled Mm. by losing myself within those types of relationships. And lastly, fear of abandonment. Mm. A lot of people have that fear. You know, I I become intimate with you in so many ways. And then 
is this person going to abandon me? We see that a lot. Yeah, and I, and I think too, yeah, I, I think that too, and that comes to, as adults, I'm still dealing with childhood trauma that we haven't addressed. So even, let's say, as a parent that, you know, looking back, that if I I didn't do things the way I see things now, mm-hmm. that I, I wish I had the opportunity to have addressed it earlier, you know. But now, um, like, I encourage my children that are having children, like, you can't sweep things under the rug anymore. You have to... Uh, you have to address it. Don't worry about what they're doing in a Jones's house. You have to take care of your own house. And in doing so, address those issues so they don't grow up to become problems. They don't grow up to become a track record of a, a cycle that could have been broken if we addressed it when they was a child, but you was too fearful for. So um, it's important to be in tune with who you are mm-hmm. and... um who your partner is to be in tune, that understanding is is key. Don't be afraid to to share your truth, whatever that is. And that's what Jessamy is about, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So when we talk about intimacy, if your intimacy is ugly, do some stuff to make it pretty. If it's pretty, do some things to make it beautiful. We all, we all are in this to grow. We do better when we know better. Well, you know better now. So let's just do better and just work harder in those areas. Sasha, you have brought up some stuff which were like key factors when it helps to to help build intimacy. You talked about trust. You talked about honesty and being safe, compassion, affection, communication, and just listen to understand. And those are all like the building blocks for intimacy. So if if we can take those tools and instead of carrying them around like our baggage, like it's in a suitcase, yeah. let's open it up and start digging in and making it work. It's not, and it, the weight won't be as heavy. And like like you said, you know, we can we have some fun in the room. <laughs> and we don't have to wait till it's time to go to bed to make love all day. We can be intimate from the time we wake up to the time we go to sleep. If we just start improving on just a little bit of things that we like that we got going on in our life, mm-hmm. really know who you are and where you are and just start making a shift. So, you know, what I'm what I'm really excited about is like next week, real soon, we're going to be having opportunity for you all to call in. And whatever we're talking about is free reign. We give you the opportunity to ask questions, share your views and just be you. We want the truth. Be free to be you, the good, the bad and the ugly. But be respectful because we don't know who's listening. We're here to grow. We're not here to hurt. So we thank you today for um, being intimate with us. It's all about relationship and that's what we're building. And it's just me. It's Tracy, Sasha, and Sharina. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me Podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one consultations, worksheets, and action steps from the ladies at Just Me Podcast, please review the monthly subscription packages starting at $9.99 at www.patreon.com backslash Just Me Podcast and the number one. If you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses, interventions, and treatment plans, please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at Journeys Counseling Center. Journeys can be reached at 
2941349. The mission of Just Me Podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me Podcast is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health support. With that being said, the information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare provider. Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, we are not your licensed behavior health professional. As a result, the advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.